Good morning. It's Monday, January 9th, and I have been going off on YouTube for now well over an hour. I think I started at like 8.30. It's now 9.51. So the market's open. Where are we going? Blah, blah, blah. What do you want to do? Spy. Let's look at spy in the algorithm on TrendSpider. By the way, if you haven't signed up for TrendSpider, um, you're a little late because the sale is over. Uh, it is over. $780 paid for the yearly, $65 per month if you'd like. You can get a free trial um, if you'd like, a seven-day free trial. Sign up. Use my code DSP25, and I'll give you 25% off. It's not the 40% off. It's not the 50% off. It's not the 60% off the sales that they've been running, but those are for the end of the year. So if you want to wait till the end of the year, wait until the end of the year. Get good at trading, understand candles, understand your momentum stuff, understand your um, your swing trading stuff, um, you know, Active Trader Pro. You can learn that stuff for free. Most good brokerages, not Robinhood, um, provide you a good tool. Um, uh, what is it? TD Ameritrade with Thinkorswim. I think you can download that for free. Um, so use whatever tools you have. Um, if you're just casually trading, TrendSpider might not be for you. Wait until next year's sale. Uh, if you would like to get into TrendSpider, I can almost guarantee you that it is a tool that helps you um, uh, learn a craft, learn how to read charts, learn how to find momentum, learn how to um, find stocks, set up an actual system for yourself so that you are trading effectively. Um, one of the questions I got is, how do I use my algorithm for day trading? Well, I don't. It's built on a four-hour time frame. So can you really use that for day trading? You can use it to find a momentum stock in an upward trend, um, but typically it's not a day trader one. I'm working on an algorithm that will work on, on day trading, a little bit tighter time frame because four-hour candles, it's only two candles a day. How are you going to trade day trade on two candles a day? You really can't effectively. You have to go to one minute. You have to go to five minute. You have to go to 30 minute, maybe even an hour. Um, but you have to do that. So you can't use it. What do I use my algorithm for? It's not an absolute. It tells me, hey, this is about the price that I should be in. This is the price that I should sell at. And I don't use it. So for instance, Wells Fargo is a great example recently. I bought Wells Fargo at $40.50 when there was an announcement of a, um, a judgment by the SEC or somebody against them. And it dipped down to $40.50 here December um, 22nd. I had a buy-in in my algorithm at $41.29. And I said, you know what? I think it's, go it's worth a little bit more. And I think I'm going to buy it here at $40.50. I did. It's got all the confirmation in the world. Now it's trading at 42.73. Makes sense. Am I going to get out when this, this algorithm kind of tells me, hey, you should get out? I don't know. The, the, the reality of the situation is my Wells Fargo buy was not a, a quick buy. It's to get me into financials. I probably made the wrong decision because I think BAC, which is Bank of America, has been up a little bit uh, faster. That was a buy-in at 31.76. You're at 34.14. Significantly faster movement in this one. So uh, do I hold on to Wells Fargo? It's not a bad company. Do I mind, you know, sitting in this one for a little bit longer? Uh, maybe making 10%. You got a 2.8% dividend. 
You're 17% above your 52-week high, which was 36. You're 28% below your 52-week, um, I'm sorry, you're 17% above your 52-week low. You're 28% below your 52-week high of 60. So it's a good example. I use my algorithm the same way I use MACD, the same way I use RSI, the same way I use any of the momentum, uh, the, um, the, the uh, SMA. Uh, or the EMA, or the Bollinger Bands, or the the 200 day, the 50 day, the volume indicator, any of those indicators, it's the same thing. You're just using information. Uh, I don't want to tell anybody, hey, absolutely, you have to do this because it's in my algorithm. Now, you know, algorithms are wrong. If I thought the algorithm algorithm was right 100% of the time, uh, I'd launch a bot. Just trade it as a bot. And uh, TrendSpider has that ability, trade it as a bot. I don't do it. So, um, but for SPY, where are we going? And SPY, it's been floundering. Now, today has started out very positive. Friday, super positive. We ended the week uh, with confirmation above the nine day on the algorithm. Uh, the algorithm has a buy here at 383.61 on SPY. You're trading at 391. You're above the 200-day on, on the algorithm. The 200-day is at 388. If we close above this 200-day, I think you're looking at 4,000 in, in, in the realm there. Now, when we take a look at the daily, which is what a, a, a large number of people look at for SPY, the 200-day is right at 398, 4,000. So I, I think that's where you're going in the S&P. I think it's going to be at about 4,000. I don't think you're taking off to 44, uh, 4, 440. I don't think you're taking off up there. I think you may cover this gap to 407. But I think that's where you're in a trading range through earnings. And earnings really start this week. Um, there are several earnings. I thought I'd put the calendar in here, but I guess I didn't. Um, let's go to earningswhispers.com, uh, and you can see the calendar and we'll just look at the, uh, this week on, on today, uh, after the close, um, after market close, uh, we have some Jeffries reports, applied blockchain reports tomorrow. Um, we have ACI, we have SNX. I think Friday really starts, um, the KB homes reports on Wednesday. Thursday, we have Taiwan Semiconductor, which by the way is, is one that you should be looking at because um, Taiwan Semi, it's a Buffett stock. They probably will announce something. I mean, it definitely looks like they're going to announce something. It is up 3%. The algorithm, we had brought this up before at 74. I said, hey, it's below that 200-day. Probably should get it at 74 below this 200-day. It's at $80.79. If you had bought it at 74, you got your 10%. You're perfectly happy. Uh, but they report on Thursday. Uh, Infosys reports on Thursday. Friday, I think, starts the, uh, yeah, starts the banks. JP Morgan, Bank of America, uh, our favorite shitty group. Uh, Delta Airlines reports. United Healthcare reports on Friday. And that's an interesting one because. This is one that I said, hey, get it below uh, 400, uh, 500. It is now at 496. Uh, I said I was trying to buy this at 487. I didn't get it. 
Um, I will probably buy it here below. I'll, I'll add a small position at 496, 497. They're coming into earnings. If you've seen their earnings before, you've seen what they've done on earnings. They just shoot up on earnings. So I'll probably buy it. Right now, the, the, um, the MACD is not close to crossing up, but you've got the button hook down here. And this is a great example. What, would I, what am I doing against my, my algorithm? I'm buying when it tells me that I shouldn't be in it. So UNH is a good one. Uh, they're reporting on Friday. Delta Airlines, Wells Fargo reports Friday. BlackRock reports Friday. Um, and a bunch of banks. There's a lot of reports on Friday. And Friday really starts the earnings season. So I think in, in, in the interim, when you look at SPY, you're really looking at between 390, which you're at right now, 391, and 400. That's where you're going between now and Friday. And then Friday with all the big banks reporting, I think you can look at, you know, that's either when uh, earnings revisions come way down and we go back to 380 or earnings revisions are okay. And all of a sudden we're at 440 and I'm talking spy. So, you know, you really want to take a look at the market before then make your bets. And again, it's bets. But make your bets in, in stocks that are good, meaning they make money. Um, you know, I think Zevin brought up Party City. Party City's going broke. You could play momentum on Party City, but it's going broke. Uh, you know, your, your triple levered ETFs like Boyle and, and KOLD in the market that, that do energy. It's probably not one that you want to say, hey, uh, earnings revisions are coming in. Boyle's going to uh, go crazy because natural gas is going to go up. Well, those ETFs aren't actually investing in an actual asset. They're just investing in futures. So you want to look at um, things like my weekly stock pick. His pick this week, Caterpillar, C-A-T. This is a company that is making money, is at pretty high valuation. Um, We had a cross up here, 233 on December 19th. It's at 250 right now. It's soaring right now. Um, if you look at Caterpillar here, it's 52-week high. It's 249. So you're above the 52-week high. You're setting 52-week highs. He's got a great track record. Last week, his stock pick was Merck. He was up 4%. His entire uh, 2023 was, um, is up 4%. But his 2022, I think he was up 11% in 2022. Let me see. Uh, yeah, 11% 2022. Look at his performance. And if you were up 11%, that's crazy, crazy good. And his pick this week is Caterpillar. Maybe he wins, maybe he loses. But if you subscribe to his newsletter, he'll tell you exactly the price that he gets in. And he does options, and his options do even better. But it's based on sizing. So you have to make sure that that you're sizing correctly as well. Um, But yeah, he's got 52-week highs. uh, Merck. Uh, Chubb, Travelers, Las Vegas Sands, uh, PCG, which is PG&E Corporation, which is a utility, 52-week lows, Apple, Amazon, Tesla, Disney, CME. So, and Disney, Disney is just one that uh, they can't get out of their own way. But you're at 94. It said under 90, you should be buying uh, Disney. I think Disney comes up to the 200 day, which is 100, 6%, 6, 7%, whatever you want. 
but it's covering this gap. There is a gap up here to 98. You buy it at 94, you got 5% to cover that gap. Um, I, I, you know, again, you want to invest in quality companies. Tesla is one in my mind that's broken. Uh, I said it's probably going down to 85. You've got this button hook here. And that button hook, the, the buy-in was at 119 on December 30th. I didn't believe it. Probably right because you got this button hook. The question is, does it have momentum? Take a look at this volume. And we, I just talked on YouTube about volume. Take a look at the volume and it's green. And, and so the volume's picking up. The MACD is super low. The RSI right now is in no man's land, but it's coming off of super oversold at 12. Um, you've got earnings coming up on January 25th. This will absolutely explode the second that Elon announces a new CEO for Twitter um, because he will be back uh, at Tesla. So I, I think you could play this one, but don't, you know, position size. Do not load up the Brinks truck on, on something like Tesla. I think you load up the Brinks truck on something like Apple. Uh, Apple, I, I, you know, look at, the, look at on my algorithm. There's a gap up here to 140. You're trading at 132. I think at some point in time today or this year, this one goes to, to 150. So are you upset buying at 132 if it goes down to 127? No, because you position size and maybe you buy a little bit more at 127. Position size. And that's what reinvesting dividends, by the way, is as well, is when you reinvest your dividends in a company and you hold it since 2006, like I have, you just get buys all over the place and you're not that upset. So make sure that you're looking at position size. Make sure that you're looking at stocks that actually make money. Make sure that you're looking at stocks that you have, that they have products that you use. And if you're investing in things that are just a little bit crazy and a little bit risky, position size correctly and understand Get out of them when they start to go bad. Have a, a proper upside and a downside before you get into a trade. That's why I say, Wells Fargo, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I could lose a lot of money, but I position sized it so that if I do go down by 5% from here, I can probably be fine. You know, again, I, listen to what I say, not what I do, because sometimes, <laughs> you know, taking, taking a six figure loss last year on trades that I just stayed in too long. Um, yeah, I, I make just as many mistakes as everybody else. Honest to God, I just make as many mistakes as, as I do, you know, and the part of the podcast is me talking through, Hey, where are my mistakes? Journal your trades. If you journal your trades, you're more likely not to make the same mistakes twice. So, um, but yeah, uh, meta, this is one, I hate Facebook. I really hate Facebook. Love Instagram, hate what they've turned it into. Uh, but I, I, I can't argue. I mean, look at this. From 95 on November 7th, let me make sure, yeah. 95 on November 7th, you've had this crazy 30% run. You're just running up against the 200-day right now. You're trading at 131, and it is still a cheap stock. We're talking 12 against a, a perhaps uh increasing revenue stream now that they're not uh at throwing money at the metaverse um performance year to date you're up 8% if you just buy on January 1st 
um, performance for one year, you're down 60%. It's just beaten up too much. If you close above 130 today, I think you got 163 and you're covering this gap. Now, here's the killer. If you really want to look at gaps, you're looking 322. Are you getting back at 322 this year? I don't think so. There's a lot to get back to 322. And honestly, I hate freaking Facebook. I hate Facebook. Um, but, you know, I sold Baba. Jack Ma is on a TV right now. They're going over Ant Group founder Jack Ma's seating control of the company. I sold Baba down here on December 31st at about 90. It's at 110 right now. Uh, was I listening to my algorithm? No. You know, I, I was basically doing a, um, a, a tax event. So you can't always look to one thing as, as why you trade. Um, that's my, my goal today is to tell you, hey, the algorithm's great. TrendSpider is a great tool. It allows me to look at this stuff, but it's just another tool. So make, make use of the tools that you have. Um, one thing that I wanted to look at was Macy's. It came at, they came out and said their fourth quarter, their earnings are coming up. Um, I think late, I, I don't know when their earnings are coming up. Um, it's later in February, but they said their Q4 was really bad. And you can see this candle. This candle's trading down already 2.78%. Um, if you get down to $20 on, uh, on Macy's at 2029, uh, I think you could go below the 200 day, but I think if you get down to $20, there's a pretty good volume shelf here at 17. If this one continues to go down, I like Macy's. I like Macy's um, uh, e-commerce platform. I think a lot of other people do. I think this is an opportunity. Uh, any any reaction in the market is an overreaction. Doesn't mean that you buy today, because look, this this algorithm had it buy here at 2056. You could have sold for a 20% gain up here at 22. But if you held on, you got greedy, and you didn't look at this candle that was down a little bit, and you said, eh, I'm just going to hold on. Now, are you upset if you held on and you're at 2056 right now? No, because I think 2032, you could sell out with a, a slight loss. But I think at some point in time, you just continue to go up. It's going to cover this gap down here to 1990. I think when you get under 20, I think you're good. It's just my personal opinion. But, you know, I, I'm not in Macy's. I'm not necessarily looking to get into Macy's, but it might be a good trade opportunity. So I've got it on my screen as something I might do. Um, another one that might be good, there's talk that maybe the Chinese might license one of the vaccines from the West. Uh, mRNA is um, Moderna, and they're having a MACD cross-up uh, probably in the next day or so. You can see, I mean, it's hype rally. This stock trades completely on hype rally, and when it loses hype rally, it just loses it. You do have a gap below at 165. I would completely expect it to, at some point, get to its 200-day at 155. It is in a positive momentum right now, um, so you do have that going to you. But I think you can trade between 180 and 200. I'm sorry, 160 and 200. So lot size accordingly. I just wanted to take a look at it. Um, yeah, Jackson wanted me to look at uh, on the pod the volume, the volume price added on TrendSpider. So essentially, this this there's there's a couple of volumes here on um, on TrendSpider, and we'll take a look at Moderna as an example, and I can use Apple as well. 
and you want to look at volume shelves. Now, volume shelves are over here on the right, and this slider on TrendSpider allows you to take a look at the volume. And you want to look at volume in a near term. You don't want to look at it over a year basis or anything of that sort because it, the further you go back, the less meaningful volume is. But you want to pull it to a high um, so that you do have a look at like this, this one right here back in August. Maybe going back too far. But the volume shelves here are pretty powerful things. You can see how it kind of holds up here to this volume shelf. Um, let's move this back a little bit so we can see those volume shelves right there. You can see how it holds to this volume shelf and, and it's got the number of shares. Essentially what this means is where did people buy and how many shares are hold, still holding? If they sold, then that share is not included in this volume shelf. Alternatively, the, vo the volume down here is trading volume. So if you're looking at volume down at the bottom of TrendSpider, not on the side, but at the bottom, that is trading volume. And when trading volume goes up, typically you have a spike in the a spike or a loss in the, the stock. You have a movement in the stock. And again, it's just one more tool. So Jackson, it really depends on what you want, but my personal opinion is I always take a look at this. I don't use it as the only guide on the bottom. The one on the right, I think, is more important as a guide for a volume shelf if you're trading. If you're just looking for an investment purpose and looking, say you're in the, the Vanguard group. Um, let's go to the low-cost Vanguard ETFs. And you're looking at VTI, which is just a total stock market index. And you're saying, you know what? I'm going to pull it here to August 18th where we were at a high. It was at 215. I don't care about these volume shelves in VTI. They don't mean a damn thing. Because uh, honestly, you're not trading VTI. You're investing in VTI. And what I would use the algorithm for is to take a look at, you know, is it a good time to, buy, to add to my position in VTI? Is it a good time to actually uh, get some capital out of VTI? These are long-term plays, and it, you, if you were trading this in a brokerage portfolio, a taxed brokerage portfolio, you'd want to take your lot sizes out on long-term capital gains. So try and you know, make sure that you're tax-advantaged on some of these as well. Um, so that's, that's my look at Volume Jackson. If I didn't answer your question, just, just message me. Um, another question that I had over the weekend was about bond funds. <laughs> And why bond funds were told to me as bad. And I am going to sound like an absolute amateur to anybody that actually truly understands bonds. Um, I am a beginner at bonds. And I've been doing some research into it. And I've been reading up on it. And honestly, that's why I was lazy this weekend. And I didn't do the watch list as I was reading up on bonds. But essentially what I was told about bond funds is bond funds constantly trade their bonds. Um, and so they're getting newer bonds. And so the, the perfect timing of bonds right now, and the reason you're in a 20-year, once-in-a-lifetime um, kind of bond buying experience is not just because of the yield, but it's because it's a rising environment that could come to a cap. And so when Jay Powell says, hey, we're at 5.2 or 5.4%, and we're not going to raise anymore. We're going to hold off. 
then that means that bonds will probably be at their peak, meaning the asset price of those 54 5.5, 5.6% bonds, whatever they're at. That means bond prices will probably be probably be at their peak because the reason is most likely uh, at some point in time, and it might be near, it might be far, but the Fed will reduce rates. So the actual asset price of a high yielding bond actually increases. So you're likely to actually be able to gain more by buying a long-term bond that's in a higher rate than what the current Fed rate actually is. You could sell the actual asset. The reason bond funds would go down at that point is because they're actually buying into new bonds at lower rates. So that's essentially what was told to me. Uh, I don't know if it's 100% right. I'm not trying to time it. I'm looking at bonds, but I do get a 4.7% uh, uh, rate on my, um, I think it's a government bond or something, something that Fidelity uh, indexes or, or invests in for me. Um, so, uh, in fact, I think I, I, I didn't write it down. Um, no, I didn't write it down. Uh, ETFs for Motley Fool, News and Research. Oh, FZDXX. F, Frank, uh, Z, Zebra, D, David, X, Xerox, 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 2X, FZDXX. That's the one that I'm, I'm in. And that's the, just the Fidelity one that's providing me the most. Take a look at the yields, but it's a floating yield. So if I bought a fund, even though it's, it's right now at 4.7, um, I can buy a six-month bond, I think, at 4.8, 4.9, um, and I can make more in that bond than I can in FZDXX. But, you know, I'm okay with that. I think rates will continue to rise, so I don't want to time it. I may buy bonds when, when it starts to go down. But essentially, that's where I was told that bonds will go down is because of that. Uh, materials, FCX. This is a Freeport Mac, Mac, <laughs> Mac Moran. Um, I wanted to look at this because we had a couple of buys here at 38. You're 43 right now. It's soaring. Its ex-dividend date is January 12th. Earnings are coming up January 24th. And what I wanted to do was take a look at, and I'm just doing it live. Um, this is in the industrial sector, I believe, FCX. So I'll go over here. I'll look. Uh, it's in the material sector. So I go over in TrendSpider and I will find the materials, which I think, um, let's look at materials. XLY is consumer discretionary, utilities, um, technology. Uh, XLRE is real estate. Uh, XLB, I think this is materials. Uh, yeah, XLB. So I go into the XLB and I say, ooh, this is in an upward trend. Take a look. It's over the nine day and you're, you're soaring on this one. Am I okay buying into FCX? Well, it looks like the top in materials is probably about 81. You've covered this gap um, that is at 81. Probably looks like it's, it's run its course. So in my mind, even though I saw FCX and I'm like, God, this one's on a roll and I want to buy it because it's outside the Bollinger Bands and it's running. We just got out of this 32% run. I mean, imagine if you're in FCX at 28 
and you're at 43, and this was just two, three months ago, you've doubled your money in two or three months. Again, and that's in a huge company that was beaten down. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs, kind of the same thing. Cleveland Cliffs is down today, by the way. Um, they are down, let me see, Cleveland Cliffs is down 0.48%, but it's still got confirmation above that nine day. But imagine you're in at 13. You've, you've almost, you know, what, seven bucks, 50% of your money. You know, you've had your money. Now you're at uh, 68 on the uh, RSI. I wouldn't suggest buying into this, but their earnings are coming up February 9th. So um, there was, by the way, and if you want to look it up on, uh, on YouTube, CNBC had a Duke professor who says the inversion rate of the yield curve is a false signal. And every model that he has shows no recession. Eh. I think the first six months, my per, per, personal opinion on this, and I'm not an economist, I'm not an expert. This is just my personal opinion. And the reason why I pulled so much money out and I have so much money cash sitting on the sidelines is um, I think the first six months you're in this trading range and I think you can trade around it, but I don't think I'm adding necessarily to investments other than Apple, Google, Meta, uh, Netflix, um, Microsoft, things of that sort, things that have been beaten down. I think I'm buying those technology stocks that are beaten down, not because I think that they, they will you know, soar in the next year. It's five to 10 years. You, know, you, you have to look at some of these, these valuations. Apple, which is at 21. Microsoft, which I think is at 26 or 24. 24 um, versus a meta, which is at 12. Forward PE of 16. I mean, that's cheap. That is super cheap. Google, which is at a, a PE of 18 which is super cheap. If you consider that these companies are growing, Google, my, my question about Google is, does chat GPT really pose a, a significant issue to Google? And I think it does. So I'm not necessarily putting in that one. Uh, Lululemon was way down uh, and we'll see a, a pretty big gap here um, being created. Um, and you have its gap from 373 down to 349 that was back on the earnings on December 9th. I think they made some type of pre-announcement and you have this gap here from 327 down to 300. Um, I don't know that you necessarily buy into this, but I will tell you that any reaction in the market is an overreaction. And let me see, just look at Finviz. Um, their PE, they're super, super expensive. January 6th, Wells Fargo came out. 380 price target. Um, yeah, they cut the margin forecast. So they, they cut their forecast. They said it was a bad holiday season. Um, that's why you're seeing it 300. Do I think that this one's coming back down to um, you know 280? Probably not. I think you're okay buying here at 300, assuming that it gets back to its 200 day, which is at 325. It's 10% gain. Um, do you have an, uh, you don't have a dividend on this one. So I, I, again, I think you can make the trading range justification um, that you've got this one. If you buy it anywhere below 300, that you're at a 330. At some point in time this year, at some point in time this year. Um, so let's take a look at Verizon and AT&T. If you guys didn't see, I put a thing out last week that said, hey, Verizon at um, uh, 37, I think you have all the momentum in the world. 
uh, it its ex dividend date is already gone. You're you're bouncing right off the 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 um the nine day right here in the algorithm, but your earnings are coming up January twenty third. I am on Visible, uh, Visible phone service. If you want, there's a link in the bottom on the link tree. Uh, you can get twenty dollars off your Visible service. I get twenty bucks for that. Uh, I love it. I pay thirty bucks a month. You know, and, and and there's no commitment. There's no contract. You can switch over. It's as easy as calling your current provider, getting a pin, uh, going onto Visible's website and saying, "I want that. I want Visible." It's an eSIM. So it's there's no even going to a store or getting a SIM card, uh, and you're on Visible, and it's thirty bucks a month for unlimited five G service. So uh, I love it. It money goes to Verizon, so it's Verizon is the stock. Um, it's just a prepaid instead of a postpaid plan. Prepaid means that you're paying for thirty days in advance. Postpaid, which is where you're paying a hundred dollars, means that you pay post. So you're paying Verizon for the for the fact that. They're taking a chance in giving you service and giving it to you for longer. Well, if you're going to pay your freaking bill, prepay it. Prepay it. And then if you want to switch to a postpaid, just switch before you get your prepaid one. AT&T Ascending Triangle. Talked about this one. Their ex-dividend date came and went as well. 1912. Um, you've got probably 20 in, in, in the realm. That's a 5% gain at 20. Your earnings are coming up January 24th. Again, cell phones are races to the bottom. Uh, services are getting cheaper. These guys are spending a fortune to put 5G out there, but services are getting cheaper. Uh, Verizon, FIO service, they switched two people in New Jersey to FIO service. It's far significant to the Comcast uh, high-speed internet at home. Uh, AT&T, I am broadcasting right now on AT&T fiber, fiber service, 50 bucks a month for their gig service. I love it. I've been on it for three years. One gig up, one gig down. Fantastic service. So, you know, but it, again, it's a race to the bottom. 50 bucks a month, though, if they get 50 bucks recurring from a bunch of people, I mean, imagine the cash flow of that thing. And you're getting a huge dividend on top of it. So, uh, again, it, my point being, there are places to make money in this market and the places to make money where you have very little risk are there. AT&T and Verizon, uh, 7%, 6% dividend, 7% dividend, Verizon 6.19, AT&T 5.68. So by the way, uh, AT&T up 6% year to date in nine days, Verizon up 7% in nine days. How can you, you know, again, these companies are making money, low PE, they're not expected to grow much, but providing great service. Uh, scans. Let's go over some scans. HD, Home Depot. Eh, not crazy about this, uh, this, this cross-up. Uh, I just don't think that it's got fantastic opportunity. I see a gap down below, but it crossed up. Uh, one that I do like, uh, and it's kind of timely, is Intuit. <clears throat> Intuit owns, if you listen to my Fire podcast, I talk about that I use Mint, mint.com. Uh, I also do my taxes on um, TurboTax. They just passed their ex-dividend date. Cross up here at 386. Uh, I do think that you have, if you get back to the 200-day at 408, um, that is a 5% move. It's going to need to move pretty well to get up there. It's an ugly chart, and there are gaps all over. 
uh, and your your RSI is at 55 in no man's land. I think you could start a position on this one. And the reason I say you could start a position on this one is if we go to the weekly, uh, you can see it's using this 200-day as its support level. The last time it was at the 200-day for support was March 30th, 2020. That's COVID. So I, I think you've got room to run on this one. I do. It's an upward trajectory. Again, remember what I told you about this volume slider not necessarily meaning a hell of a lot. Um, if you pull it out here, look at how many people are holding at this level. You know, you're you're definitely looking at a support level here. So I, I do think that you have an opportunity. Do I add it today? No. Do I add one share? Maybe. Another one that um, came up uh, as a cross-up, Procter & Gamble. I posted about this in the Facebook group, um, I think a few days ago. You have a just a, a crazy run in this one. Um, I'm going to shrink this up a little bit. 21%. You got out of it last Friday, January 6th, um, from 124 up to 153. Super expensive stock, but it crossed up again. And it's crossing up right before earnings on January 18th. This one on earnings typically, um, for at least for the last couple, has gone up. You saw this drop down here significantly. And then right at this earnings, that's where it started to really go up. So it's a, it is expensive um, for a consumer packaged goods company. Um, it's household and personal products. 26 is the PE, 2.37% dividend. Um, Performance one year, it's down 6% for one year. It's down 7% below its 52-week high of 165. 52-week um, low, it's 25% above that at 122. Uh, I think that you're, you're, you're really looking at probably the downside, 145, and you're picking up a 2% dividend while you're doing it. If, if, if you believe that's it. If you want to trade it and you want to go to 165, great. But this is one you could just hold on to. It's not a horrible one. Uh, utilities. We've talked about a couple of utilities, and two of them, again, get a cross-up. American Electric uh, Power, AEP. This one has had cross-ups here between 96 and 98 the whole time. 96.50 is the cross-up right now. Uh, you're looking at probably only going to 100 or so, but for some reason, if we get a crazy and you go up to 105, you got your 10% right there. So. I don't know if you want to necessarily take a chance. The earnings are coming up. There's no real catalyst. The earnings are February 22nd. It's a, it's a long shot, but I figured I'd bring it up. It's not nothing crazy, but again, utilities, pretty safe play because if we look at AEP, um, let's look at their dividend. They have a 3.44% dividend. So one year you're up 7%. Your 52-week high is at 105, so you're 7% below that. 52-week low is 80, so you're 21% that, but you're getting a 3.44% dividend. The next one that crossed up is Duke Energy, D-U-K. You have a 3.8% dividend. You've had a crazy run on this one. Uh, the 52-week high is 116, so you're 9.19% below that 52-week high. You have an ascending triangle. This is a secondary cross-up. You're still in this from October 14th where you bought 88, which I think was the 52-week low. Uh, 83 was the 52-week low, sorry. So you're in this this run, and it's got confirmation. Your earnings are coming up on February 8th. Your ex-dividend date is February 16th. 
So you do have a dividend in this one. It's not bad. Energy, there were a shit ton of energy cross-ups. And you know what? That's going to be um, basically for the, uh, the TrendSpider folks to look at because you can go in there, use my scanner, which I've shared before. Uh, if you need the scanner, just message me. I'll, I'll share the scanner with you. Um, it's a MACD cross-up. Go and look at the energy sector. Use the market scanner in, in TrendSpider. I want you to use it. I'm not going to bring up any other one other than Marathon Oil, MRO. I think this is a good place to buy it. It's using the 200-day as its support level uh, right now. I don't think it's using it as its resistance because I, I can clearly see that the 200-day is in a positive momentum. Uh, I think that the gap below down here but at 22 uh, to 23 I don't know that that's in the realm of possibilities other than recession fears. Energy, in my mind, is still in an upward cycle. You got Devon up 2% today. Uh, you've got, um, let's see, Oxy, I think I still have in this one. Yeah, Oxy's up 2% today. Um, MPLX up 1.4%. Uh, my energy names that I have in my portfolio, those are the ones that I have in my portfolio. They're all up 2% today. Um, so marathon oil at 2661, it's trading at 2725. I think that's an opportunity. And again, if you have TrendSpider, just go and look at some of the energy names. So, uh, I think that's it. Let me just check. Um, do, 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 do. yeah, that's it. I gave you enough. So I'm going to hang out on, on, on YouTube live a little bit. If you have any questions, hit me up on the, um, on the socials, but 40 minutes. I talked enough. I gave you enough. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.